0: Hello there, we are back. It's Tuesday, 12.15 p.m., time for our weekly Lunch and Learn study session. We'll begin with a bracha, baruch atah adenai, eloheinu malach ha'olam, shahakol, nehiya V'Dvaray. Hello, hello Jody, hello Roy. Hello uh, Michael and Maureen, welcome back to our Lunch and Learn study session. We're excited to gather together virtually to study Torah, as we do every Tuesday. We had our second year anniversary of studying Torah together. Today's Lunch and Learn, number 92. But every lunch and learn, every study session is independent from the others. Each one is a topic for itself. And you don't need really any prior uh, education or knowledge to understand what's going on. Besides English. Okay. <clears throat> Hopefully soon we'll be able to get together face to face and really uh, see each other. And enjoy some lunch as well. For now, I think this is um, probably our 10th time, 11th time doing the Lunch and Learn on Facebook Live. Uh, Definitely introduced me. Corona definitely introduced me to Facebook Live and the great uh, things that we can do with Facebook Live. Hi, Neil. Nice to see you. We're just about to get, uh, we're getting ready to start our study study session. Morning Jack, good afternoon Jack, excuse me. Um, If you receive my email, you can download the source sheet to be able to follow along. If not, there is a link in the title of this um, live with a link to the source sheet prepared specially for this class. Be able to follow along you can download it print it out every lunch and learn uh, we prepare a nice clear source sheet to be able to follow along and help us along during this um, exploration every week we explore something else over the weeks over the months over the years if i can say now we've explored all kinds of different topics from a jewish perspective hi judy hi ira nice to see everybody back hello to everybody um from all areas you know we've studied last week about the holiday of shavuos other times we talk about the upcoming holidays the big holidays the small holidays talk about uh different milestones in life talk about the jewish view on on weddings bar mitzvah is what it's all about where it comes from and many of the lessons are tackling analyzing a specific mitzvah, a custom, a ritual. Hi Gail, hi Stan, nice to see everybody. And today we're going to be looking at one specific mitzvah with some customs and try to get more educated about this. And as we always say, not just to have education in our minds, to have knowledge, but some practical... Some practical um, application, the lesson, the ideas, the themes of these mitzvahs, how they speak to us, what their idea, what their uh, lesson is. Hi Gary, I think we're just about ready. Once again, you can print out the source sheet, you can find it here on the link, and this will be approximately a 60-minute journey or so, and feel free to comment along the way. We'll have... Extra time at the end for comments, but feel free if uh, something is not clear to comment. And today's mitzvah we're going to be discussing is a mitzvah, a ritual, a ceremony known as Havdalah. First of all, if you can hear me clearly, if you can just say yes or no. The mitzvah of Havdalah. Havdallah is a ceremony, thank you, which takes place at the end of Shabbos. I know today is Tuesday, but we're always thinking about Shabbos, the center of the week, a highlight of the week, if that's more correct. Thank you. That's good. And maybe it's not so well known, how it's done, why it's done, each of the steps of the Havdalah ceremony, what it's about. And that's what we're here to do today. And of course, well, along the way, we'll discover some interesting things. Hi, Igor. Nice to see everybody back. Um, personally, I have great memories of Havdalah at home growing up. We would come home from shul, from synagogue, uh, Shabbos afternoon, Shabbos evening, it would rather be evening after nightfall, we would come home. And before we get to do anything, the first thing we do is we make Havdalah. My father would make Havdalah, we would be in the kitchen, we'd all gather around, the entire family, make sure everybody is present. And the ceremony would begin. We would get all the things out, everything necessary, as we will see. And uh, usually my mother would rather be busy washing the dishes from Shabbos, but she would stop. And as soon as everybody came to the kitchen... And I'm one of 12, so there was a lot of people to call. Uh, Everyone is in the kitchen. My mother would close the the faucet, the sink. And my father would lift the cup of wine and begin the Havdalah ceremony. Havdalah is a really beautiful, beautiful and meaningful ceremony, a ritual, mitzvah. And we're going to learn all about it. Here we go. Hi, Shalom. Hi, Amy. Just in time. We're about to begin. Again, you can download the source sheet to follow along. Um... Okay, as usual, our class is divided into a few sections. Today it's divided into three sections. Um, Coming from the holiday of Shavuot, this past weekend was Shavuot, the holiday when we received the Torah and specifically the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai 3,332 years ago. One of the Ten Commandments is, commandment number four, is the mitzvah of observing the Shabbos. And there are a few verses, a few sentences in the Ten Commandments, Uh, describing how one goes about observing Shabbos, primarily by resting, by ceasing to to work and specific kinds of work. But there is an expression there. And actually the first few words that the Ten Commandments, God expressed Himself about Shabbos is found in source number one. Source number one in our source shade, Remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. Remember the day. And then it goes on to say that we should refrain from from, from certain labors, creative labors, and so on. But what do these words mean? Remember the, Shabb- the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. Tells us the Talmud brought down by Maimonides, by Rambam, who is a codifier of Jewish law. This means, this verse is referring to, to verbally declare its sanctity and praise at the day's start with Kiddush and at its finish with Havdalah. So the words of the Ten Commandments, remember the Shabbos to sanctify, doesn't mean remember in your mind, uh, I remember Shabbos, but we remember the Shabbos and we verbalize the sanctity. We sanctify Shabbos by declaring its sanctity, by praising the holiness of Shabbos. When do we do that? At the beginning of Shabbos and at the end of Shabbos. At the onset of Shabbos, it is done with the ceremony of Kiddush, we won't talk about that today, but Kiddush, the beginning of the Friday night meal. We lift a cup of wine and we say a special blessing. We do it in synagogue by the TGIs. Rabbi Brickman does it for all of us. We lift a cup of wine saying a special blessing. It's usually done in Hebrew, but it can be done in English. Verbalizing the holiness, the special day of Shabbos. And as well, at the conclusion of the 24 hours of Shabbos on Saturday night, right? Shabbos is from nightfall on Friday Friday night until Saturday night at nightfall. We conclude the Shabbos, by verbalizing the holiness of Shabbos in a similar ceremony called Havdalah. So, Kiddush literally means holy, to sanctify. Havdalah means to uh, separate, separation. We're separating between the holiness of Shabbos, which is over now, and now begins the regular weekday, the mundane weekday. That is Havdalah. We are saying that till now was holy, from now on is not as holy. Okay, so that is the source for this mitzvah. It's a verse in the Ten Commandments and it is, was explained to us that that's what it means to remember the Shabbos, to verbalize the holiness of Shabbos. We're going to focus in on the second part at the, out uh, when Shabbos is going out. Saturday evening when Shabbos is over, we make Havdalah. We make the ceremony known as Havdalah to verbalize the divide that is happening now. The day of Shabbos is behind us. We talk about the holiness of Shabbos is behind us. We're making a distinction that now begins the weekday from Saturday nights. By the way, Havdalahs can be done, you know, on Saturday night live. It, you can, it's already, as we will see. We could actually do like a video. Either way. That is the source. Source number two continues on. Why is not What's the importance of this? Because in halacha, even after nightfall of Saturday night, it is forbidden to do any activity prohibited on the Shabbos before verbally separating between Shabbos and the weekday. Very different than the onset of Shabbos. You know, even if someone doesn't light Shabbos candles and doesn't make kiddush, that's it. Shabbos sets in. Shabbos is here, but on the at the end of Shabbos, Shabbos actually gets extended even after nightfall until we make Havdalah, until we verbalize, okay, Shabbos is over, then that is when Shabbos ends. But if not, Shabbos could continue for an extra couple of hours. And actually many times, let's say, by our Rebbe in 770 Eastern Parkway, the Rebbe would hold a gathering Shabbos afternoon, and it would extend sometimes many hours after you know, nightfall, but it was still considered Shabbos and, or the holiday for everybody present until they actually go ahead and verbalize the Havdalah saying, till now it's Shabbos, now it's not Shabbos. It's saying the special words that are in the Havdalah uh, text. So it's, that, that shows an important that Shabbos gets extended. Hold, Once we have Shabbos, we got it until we send it away. So that is the mitzvah to verbalize. Havdalah means to verbalize the distinction of Shabbos and the weekday. And it has an implication that before we make Havdalah, it is still technically Shabbos, even after nightfall. Okay, I hope that's clear. Now we're going to move on. Now that we know what it's about, we're going to go on to the steps of the the actual ceremony, the actual ritual. Um, I hope most of you or all of you were present once at a Havdalah ceremony. If not, um, we, we have a lot to learn. Never too late to learn. I personally learned a lot while uh, preparing, even though we do this every week. But to get a glimpse into the deeper ideas, the mystical ideas, besides the halachic part of it, as we just mentioned, what, this, uh, what the theme, what the message of all the steps of the ceremony is quite fascinating. All right, source number three on our source sheet. On the eve of Shabbos, it's a quote from the Talmud from Rabbi Shimon, I believe. On the eve of Shabbos, that's Friday afternoon, Friday evening, God gives a person extra soul. At the close of Shabbos, it is withdrawn from him. Meaning, the soul of every Jew is uplifted by the presence of an additional spiritual dimension. With the departure of Shabbos, this extra soul departs, leaving behind a gloomy soul. This is known in Hebrew as neshama yetera. Yeshama yesera Neshama means a soul. yesera means additional. On Shabbos, each of us experience extra soul. Now note, I did not say a extra soul, an extra soul. We don't have an, two souls on Shabbos. Rather, we have extra soul. We each have a soul, a neshama. This neshama is made up of many parts, many levels, many layers. Generally, in the Kabbalah, it teaches us that there are five levels to the soul. Not every level of the soul is felt and present in us. It is sort of hovering over us. But on Shabbos, we feel more of our soul. Another dimension, another level of our soul is felt and drawn into us. We are given an neshama yaseira. Extra soul, extra part of our soul is given to us on Shabbos. When Shabbos is up, it's taken away from us. And that leaves the remaining part of the soul feeling very gloomy and sad. Here we just had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful 24 hours. We disconnected from everything. We connected to ourselves, to our families, to God, to Hashem. We spent time in synagogue. We spent time praying. We spent time having meals together. Sharing inspiration. Sharing um, company with those that are close to us. Reconnecting. Beautiful day. Now, Shabbos is over. And that extra soul, you know, we feel, whatever, there are different explanations what exactly this extra soul means. We can leave that for another time, whether it means that we have more appetite on Shabbos, whether it means we're more relaxed, there's a feeling of serenity, we're more spiritual on Shabbos. All those things are true. Hi Daniel. But what, the fact is, the Talmud tells us that as soon as Shabbos is over, or as soon as, when, when it's time to make Abdullah, that soul is ready to leave, that extra neshama. The day of Shabbos is coming to a close. It's a sad time. It is a gloomy time for the soul. And here comes in the mitzvah of Havdalah. And the way Havdalah is built, the steps of the Havdalah are there to soothe the soul, to, to uh, help us transition from the holiness of Shabbos, from the hype of Shabbos, from the happiness and serenity of Shabbos, and help us jump into the upcoming week, each of the steps of havdalah. There are five steps to the Abdullah ceremony. Each of them have meaning and, and uh, address, another level of ourselves, comforting us and guiding us, inspiring us, giving us the proper perspective for the upcoming week. As we see in Source 4, as we leave Shabbos, we feel forlorn. The form of the Havdullah is designed to empower us we gird ourselves with optimism. For even as we embark on the difficult week ahead, back to work, back to everything else that we were away from on Shabbos, God is at our side, offering us support and assisting us in allowing the inspiration of Shabbos to influence the days ahead. That is the theme of Abdullah, the general theme. And the form of Abdullah is there to help us along, remind us God is at our side, God will be assisting us And how we can take the inspiration of Shabbos and bring it along with us to influence the days ahead. Hi Marina. Welcome. If you want to follow along with the source sheet, you can download. There's a link here. You can follow along for our weekly Lunch and Learn study session. Okay, hope that's clear so far. And moving on. So the Havdalah has five steps to it. It's a multi-sensory kind of experience. We say, we, we begin with f- some verses. We have something to drink. We have something to smell. Something to see. Something to think about. Lots of steps. And we're going to see step by step what they uh, what they mean. Now, There's a, a beautiful song that comes to mind. Shabbos, it's like a special time... Well, it's known as Motzei Shabbos, Motzai Shabbos. Motzai, comes the word, Yitzia, leaving. When Shabbos leaves, when we're leaving Shabbos, and we're transitioning back into the week, it's like sort of a sad time, we're saying goodbye to Shabbos. Many Jewish songs, even English songs, talk about this. One song, if I can remember all the, the, the words, the lyrics, go something like this. Shabbos is going away The sky's getting dark It's the end of the day Oh, Shabbos, you really should know We're sorry to see you go Okay, the rest of the song maybe I'll sing later. But you get the point. We're sorry to see Shabbos go. It's a sad kind of time. And right there comes Abdullah. You know, God really looks out for us. He builds into Jewish life everything that's necessary to keep us going, to help us transition into uh, what's coming up ahead. So the first thing we do is... We fill up a cup of wine. We'll see soon what we do with it. And over this cup of wine, just as we do for Kiddush, we'll take a Becher, you know, a nice silver cup or or any cup, fill it up with wine or grape juice, and lift it in our right hand, if we're a righty, and begin with saying eight verses. What are these verses? So I selected some of them, some of the eight. Source number five. Indeed, God is my deliverance. I am confident and shall not fear. It's a quote from Isaiah. The God of the many heavenly and worldly beings is with us. From Psalms, King David. Happy is the man who trusts in you. And so on. These are some of the verses that we begin. It begins with Hebrew, he ne, indeed. And it's always said with a beautiful tune. Hine, el yeshua, si tar, God is my deliverance. I shall not fear. Beautiful. The verses inf- reinforce. The idea of God being there for us when we need Him and our reliance on Him. Yes, Shabbos was a beautiful day. It was peaceful. It was tranquil. Now we're heading back into the grind of the week. There can be challenges. There can be obstacles. There can be setbacks. So we remind ourselves, saying these verses, God is with us wherever we are. Not just on Shabbos in the synagogue. God is always with us. And will be there for us. We can rely on Him. He will assist us. That is the opening of the Havdalah, saying a total of eight verses. We move on to the second step. After concluding the verses, we say the blessing over the cup of wine. We say the blessing for drinking wine. As we learned a couple of weeks ago, wine has a special blessing. Before we eat any food, we say a blessing. But here we say the blessing for wine. He um, who creates the blessing for wine. Why and we'll drink the wine event, eventually after we finish, but we don't drink it yet. We just say the blessing for the wine. Why wine? Source six. Wine. The verse says wine that cheers the hearts of men. Wine, if uh, you drink it moderately, not too much, can get us excited. It can get us happy. At this time of the of the week, when we're feeling forlorn, we're feeling sad and gloomy, it is customary to. Where am I here? Excuse me. In source 6, Because we are weakened and sad about entering the weekdays, we recite Havdalah over wine to awaken our sense of joy. Relax a little bit, you know? It's not so bad. God is with us. Take a drink of wine. It will relax you. A little bit, not too much. One cup of wine, we'll drink it later. But that's the second step. After saying the verses, we make the blessing over the cup of wine again to encourage us to relax the soul And the last verse that we have said, source 7 is, I will raise the cup of salvation. It is customary to fill the Havdalah cup until it overflows its rim. This is symbolic of the overflowing cup of blessings we wish for in the upcoming week. It's the beginning of the week. In the Jewish week, Saturday night is the beginning of the week. We overflow the cup. We let the cup of the wine overflow the rim of the cup, symbolizing... The blessings, the overflowing blessings that we wish for ourselves and all those around us for the upcoming week. Okay. Then we move on to the third step, which is besamim. Besumim is spices, fragrance, things that that have a good aroma. Usually, we take uh, cloves or different uh, leaves that can smell. Even cinnamon might be good. Something that smells well, nice and is comforting, soothing. And we make a special bracha. Hashem, <speaking in Hebrew> He who creates, just as we make a bracha for ingesting food, the pleasure that we get from ingesting food, so too we have a bracha blessing that we make when we smell something that has a nice smell, an aroma. This also has to do with this time of the week. Source 8, The soul is forlorn by the departure of Shabbos. We gladden it and relieve it with a pleasant fragrance. Of all the five senses, smell is the only one which impacts the soul. The fragrant smell comforts and soothes the soul at its most difficult juncture of the week. For the soul, Shalom uh, Adi, for the soul, for the neshama, the most difficult part of the week is Motzei Shabbat, after Shabbos, when the soul is saying goodbye to the extra soul that it had. And now, you know, it was all spiritual on Shabbos. The soul is very excited and relaxed. Now it's Motzei Shabbat. It's time to get back to things. When we smell the Besamim and we smell spices, you smell good smells that calms the soul, that soothes the soul from, uh, from its loss. And smell, there's many ways. How, how would we uh, get in touch with the soul? We find that smell, as something really deep, touches the soul very deep. I believe that when people are in a deep faint, one of the things they try to do to wake them up, not, uh, not only playing loud music, but having them sniff something really strong. I believe there are certain, maybe it's like certain salts or different things that, that can have strong smells that can bring the soul back. You know, when a person faints, the soul is sort of a bit removed from the body, not fully present and a strong smell, a sniff, can just jerk the soul back in. And the same thing here, out of all the senses, smell, the Kabbalah teaches us, impacts the soul. So the soul is the one that's fearing, feeling the most lonely and sad here, by having the soul, by by us smelling this, this, um, the This besamim means uh, perfume, sort of, like good smelling things, not perfume, but something that smells good. That soothes the soul. And finally, to the, conclude the first section here, in the verses, source 9, in the verses describing Adam and Chava's sin. Adam and Eve, the first humans, they sinned the first day they were created. They were created on, on Friday, sixth day of creation, and they sinned by eating from the tree of knowledge, which God said not to eat from. It was the snake that enticed them and pushed them to sin So in describing the sin it mentions that they saw the tree they heard the snake telling them it's okay to eat from the tree and they tasted the fruit. Only the sense of smell was not involved in the sin. Smelling spices therefore invites us to approach our weak, protected from sin. The first sin which is the source of all sin did not involve their sense of smell. The Torah tells us very clearly, they saw the tree, they saw how it looked so delicious, they tasted the fruit, they heard about how the fruit is good. But smell doesn't say. It doesn't say that they use their sense of smell for sin. So the sense of smell is spiritual, maybe that's why it impacts the soul. And more in detail, we're saying here that it symbolizes that we're asking for a blessing, just as we eat apple and honey and Rosh Hashanah and so many symbolic kind of things. By smelling these spices, by using our sense of smell, we are symbolizing. We are sending a message, asking for a blessing that the upcoming week should be one without any sin. One smell-like. Like a smell, like the sense of smell which did not sin in that first sin of Adam and Eve. That concludes our first section there. So we learned so far the first three steps of the Abdullah. We have the verses that encourage the soul. God is with us. It's gonna be okay during the week. Number two, we make a blessing over the cup of wine which gladdens our heart. And number three, we soothe the soul with some good smelling spices. We're gonna move on to another two steps and I believe it gets more interesting as we go along. Okay, if you have any questions or comments, Uh, disagreements or anything again this is nothing that I made up I'm sharing with you uh, traditional Jewish sources for the mitzvahs and rituals that we do Uh, there was once a rabbi traveling he's on the plane he sits down next to somebody and the man sees he's a rabbi oh he, he seems a bit annoyed and he says to the rabbi, Are you a rabbi? He says, Yes, I'm a rabbi. And tries to be a little um You know, he tells the rabbi, you know, I don't know much about religion, but can it all can't it all just be summed up in one phrase? Just love your neighbor as yourself? I mean that's what it's all about. Like, what does it really take to be a rabbi, you know? The rabbi's a bit offended. And he says, um, and what do you do, my friend? And he says, I'm an astrophysicist. The rabbi says, really, you know, I don't know much about astrophysics and what goes on. But can't it all just be summed up in one phrase? Twinkle, twinkle, little star? So, yes, there are so many layers, so many details to every little mitzvah, to every little ritual and same thing here. It's seemingly just as simple. It takes a couple of minutes. Once a week we make Havdalah. But this mitzvah of has lots of meaning, lots of deep messages. And we'll see the the, the depth of it as we go along. We're just got, we're getting through the technical part of it. And then we'll see really the message, the theme, uh, and, and really the brilliance that, uh, that goes into every mitzvah and every uh, ritual. Of course, this is just a little bit, uh, even what we have in all of our books is just a little bit, um, sort of a glimpse. There's so much more depth that, we, uh, that is totally beyond us. Okay, moving on to our second section. Here's where it gets more exciting. We take out some fire. After um, after smelling the besummim, Usually we'll have a nice special summon box, I forgot I was going to bring it, to show you a nice sort of uh, case uh, holder for the the spices set there. We take it out every week. And then goes a Havdalah candle. It's usually not just a single flame, but a nice uh, bunch of wicks. or What are they called? Uh, Multi-wicked candle, usually nice and tall. You can use it from week to week. A Havdalah candle. You go into a G- Judaica store, you'll find a Havdalah candle. And they're, you know, in Israel, they'll make all kinds of beautiful ones, different colors, and, um, you know, in camp, it's always one of the arts and crafts that we make. A nice Havdalah candle, braided, What is what it's called, a braided candle with lots of wicks. I always like to do everything nice and beautiful, using it for the mitzvah. So we take out a candle. What is this candle? Have to do? Let's take a step back to back to Adam and Eve. Everything goes back to the beginning Source number 10. Adam and Eve are created on Friday afternoon and they sin on Friday afternoon. And Friday night, the first Friday night, it did not get dark. That's what the Talmud teaches us. Source number ten. The sublime light shone for Adam and Chava, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve for 36 hours. 12 hours on Friday, 12 on Friday night, and 12 on Shabbos day. Another joke just came to my mind. When was Adam created on Friday? A little bit before Eve. Okay, Adam was created first, then came Eve. (laughs) Uh, So that night, Friday night, there was a sublime light, a very Spiritual kind of light that was present. It did not get dark. It was lasted for 36 hours. 12 hours on Friday. 12 on Friday nights, And 12 on Shabbos day for 36 hours straight. It was light outside. So Adam had never experienced darkness yet. Because they were both created. Adam and Chava were created on Friday when it was light. And when the sun set on Saturday night. And the darkness became increasingly palpable. Adam was frightened. What's going on here? For the first hours, uh, till now my whole life, it's been light outside. Excuse me. Adam said, Woe is to me, for because of my sin, because we ate from the tree of knowledge, which we were commanded not to, the world has become dark on me. He was frightened. He was engulfed in this darkness. God then imparted to Adam, Adam a glimpse of his wisdom. God's wisdom. He gave to him some wisdom, and Adam got an idea. He took two flint stones, rubbed them together, and fire sprang forth. Flint stones are those, you know, kind of uh, glassy or waxy kind of texture flintstone. You rub them together, and I'm sure you all tried this one, one time in your life when we were kids. We would try, get a, get a, get a fire going. You rub two flint stones together. And out came a fire. He was able to illuminate the darkness and was comforted. This is what happened on the first Saturday night of creation. Every Saturday night, we do something else, something similar with fire. Source 11. We kindle the flame on a flame on Saturday night to commemorate and thank God for the first, for the fire that humans first used on Saturday night. It is also a timely blessing, considering. That for the past 24 hours, we were forbidden from creating any form of fire. Fire is very useful. And we can take it... So, first of all, the time of the week to thank God for fire is Saturday night when it was first used by human beings. And it was a gift from God. God gave wisdom to Adam and Eve to create fire. So every Saturday night, we, during the Havdalah ceremony, we light a candle. We light a candle and we make a blessing over the candle. Bore We praise God for who created fire. The light, the illuminating force, the illuminating power of fire. Because it was on this night that fire was first introduced to humanity. To this world. In addition, after observing Shabbos for the past 24 hours, when we did not create fire... We did not cook on Shabbos using fire and so on. Now is a time when we appreciated more. Well, I was missing out, missing out for the past 24 hours. So now is a time when we appreciate it. Now is a time after. Now we're beginning now to use fire again after Shabbos, at least in an unlimited way. We can use fire on Shabbos if it's set up before Shabbos and so on. But you know there is some restriction. So Motzei Shabbos is the right time to praise God for fire. What has this got to do with soothing the soul? We'll see soon. Actually, the term is God who creates, we praise God who creates um, the illuminations of fire or fires, very, many fires. And that's maybe one of the reasons why we have a, not one wick, but a multi-wick candle um, you know, woven together with all kinds of wicks and because fire, first of all, has many uses, we can use it for cooking. We can use it for uh, building, you know, melding things. We can use it for uh, to warm ourselves. There's so many things that fire can be used. And also, fire has many colors. Whether it's, I think it's five colors to fire: blue, uh, white, yellow, orange, red, you know, the, the green, maybe. So that's why we have many fire, many wicks, and we, we we say the term in plural. Thanking God for all kinds of fires. That is. Step number four, we have the verses, we have the wine, the blessing on wine, we have the spices, and we have the fire. Moving along to what did this fire uh, represent a little bit deeper? Source number 12, God took note of Adam's suffering. Think about it. Adam was sitting there. He was all sad, all forlorn, feeling bad. It's all my fault that the darkness came. What am I going to do? I'm in darkness. How am I going to overcome this darkness? And what did God do? We didn't ignore him. God took note, source number 12, God took note of Adam's suffering at the termination of Shabbos. Adam was was suffering, he was sad at the termination of Shabbos and gave him the wisdom he needed to alleviate his misery. He gave him the wisdom to be able to create light. Similarly, despite our feelings of loss at the end of Shabbos, God will be present. Giving us the fortitude and wisdom we need to overcome any troubles during the upcoming week. Remembering the story. When we light the candle on the Havdalah ceremony, we're remembering, hey, just as God did this to Adam, He empowered him. He um, helped him. He noticed his pain. He felt his pain and He helped him out. God's going to do the same to us. We're also feeling sad. We're saying goodbye to Shabbos. We're heading on to a new week can be challenging, but we are comforted by remembering just as God took notes and he alleviated Adam's pain, so will God do the same for us. Think about it a little bit more. What did God do? God didn't say, hey, Adam is sad, it's darkness, I'm going to bring light myself. God didn't do that. What did God do? Source 13, God didn't, didn't create light for Adam and Chava. Instead, he gave them the tools and the wisdom to create their own lights. And it only bore fruit after their strenuous, time-consuming effort. It's not easy to get a fire out of a flintstone, especially if no one's there to teach you. Adam did it all by himself. Yes, God gave him this idea. It says God gave him some wisdom. But he had to do his parts. God comforted him. God took note of his misery. But God didn't solve the problem for him. The first six days of creation, God did everything himself. God created light. God created trees. God created the humans. God created all, he solved all problems himself without anyone's intervention. Starting Motze Shabbos, Saturday night, God tells Adam, you're sad? You got a problem? It's dark for you? It's challenging? I'll help you out, but you gotta do your part. Find the flintstone, rub them together, figure it out, and fire will come forth and will illuminate your darkness and comfort you. Your part is necessary. I'm gonna help you, but you can't sit back and wait for it to happen, as it happened in the six days of creation. Cre- this world is about your participation. You have to make this world a better place. You have to make the darkness light. You have to chase away the darkness. I'm here to help, to assist, give you the tools, the wisdom, the fortitude, but it's your job. Can be strenuous, can be time-consuming. You gotta knock those stones together. But I'm here to help. The same is to us. I Motzei Shabbos, when we make the blessing over the candle and we benefit from the light of the candle Kindled just for the Havdalah ceremony. We think about that first Saturday night. That interaction between God and Adam and Eve and Adam. Source 14. God will likely not solve our challenges. Hopefully yes. But generally God will likely not solve our challenges for us without our own efforts. God provides us with the tools, fortitude and wisdom. And we need to exert much effort to realize the blessings. The blessings are there, but we have to turn on the faucet. We have to do our part. With the proper mindset and with dedication, we will be able to turn our personal pockets of darkness into light. Just as Adam did, we can do the same. By lighting the candle, it not just soothes the soul when we smell and we drink the wine and we smell the spices. When we look at the candle, we are reminded of what's necessary, what is demanded of us. Yes, God is here, just as God took note of Adam's misery and he gave him wisdom, he helped him along and gave him the tools. But Adam himself had to do his part to rub the stones together to overcome the challenge, to overcome the darkness. That reminds us the same. Yes, Shabbos is over, we're back into the challenging week, where we're engaging the world and things can be at times challenging God is at our side. God is giving us the tools. God is assisting us. But He won't always split the sea for us. And you know what? Even when splitting the sea, the Jews had to first jump in. We mentioned this at a previous. It was a man, and He had to jump in and then God did the rest. Right? We got to do our part. And God will take over. He will continue on. We have to do our put our effort in to... um. To turn our personal pockets of darkness into light. And the custom is, after saying the blessing over the flame, we, Source 15, we gaze at our fingernails. So we go like this. Uh, I don't know if you can see, uh, let me try to do this. I was planning to bring, we go like this. We uh, fold our fingers over our palm and we look at the candle, the Havdalah candle. We gaze, source 15, we gaze at our fingernails, which are a sign of abundant blessing, as they never stop growing. We launch into the week with a powerful mindset of growth and improvement. So another dimension here is that when we, not just we remember the the idea of the candle, the message of of, uh, God's interaction with Adam, but we actually uh, benefit from the light of this candle by looking at our, nails and our skin seeing the difference the light helps us see the difference in our fingernails and our skin but uh, what this symbolizes a deeper idea is that nails never stop growing no matter how old you are nails just keep on going you know hair slows down after a while Uh, if not my beard will be down to the ground so it slows down doesn't grow as fast um, and here, a, I guess you could use you can put, your, put your hair to the flame as well. But nails is another thing. And maybe it grows faster. Nails is, are constantly growing. And nails, by putting our fingers there, we are reminding ourselves that the upcoming week, first of all, where it's a prayer for a blessing, that should be a prayer, uh, a week of abundance, of growing, like nails growing, growing really fast. As well as a message that the week is, should be a week of growth of improvement. Taking that darkness, turning it into light, constantly growing just as we eat every day. We need to, you know, we physically take care of our bodies. We need to polish our souls, give our our souls the nutrition it needs. And that is by constantly watering and helping the soul grow and improve and expand its connection with God going to say hi to, to like Julie or it's Alex that's on. Brian and Malvina, nice to see you here. We are in the middle of our Lunch and Learn study session. We're learning about Havdalah ceremony that's done on Motzai Shabbos. We're at our final section, so, uh, section number three. And um, here we go. The final part of Havdalah, final part of the ceremony after we kindle the fire, the Havdalah candle flame. We pick the cup back up and we say the final blessing, the actual blessing of Havdalah going back to source 1. We saw that we have to verbalize the holiness of Shabbos, the distinction to separate. Havdalah literally means to separate and divide. And we say the text, source number 16. Blessed are you, Lord our God, king of the universe who makes a distinction between sacred and mundane, between light and darkness, between Israel, the Israelites, the Jewish people and the nations, between the seventh day and the sixth days of labor. That is the Avdalah text. We are verbalizing that the Shabbos is a sacred day. Shabbos is set aside from the six days of labor. And while we're at that, we also bring in other divisions, other uh, separations. General, sacred, and mundane. Light and darkness. Israel and the nations. But what, what it's about is not just to say, Oh, Shabbos is greater. Shabbos is holy. The Israelites are different. Sacred is different than mundane. That's not what it's about. It's not just about... Saying the sacred is behind us. The holiness is behind us. That's not very comforting. That's not soothing to the soul to know that's it. It's gone. Rather, the separation is an important step before integration. Source number 18. Division must precede integration. If you want to integrate two things, you first need to have a clarity what is what. This is this, you have to divide. This is this, this is this, and now we're going to integrate them. right? So division must precede integration, but the goal is not separation. For the sake of separation, we divide between the sacred and holy and so forth. However, we must also bring some measure of the sanctity of Shabbos into the week. We must integrate Shabbos into the week. Light must influence darkness. The Jewish people need to be a light unto the nations. The greatest comfort, the final comfort of havdalah, is when we realize that we never really do part from with Shabbos. There is something we can do to hold on, onto it all week. So the final and fifth step of the havdalah is we say the blessing, and we use our minds to understand that there is a difference, yes, to the, to, a, to a divide. There's a distinction between Shabbos and the days of the week. Shabbos is a holy day. The weekdays are not as holy. There's light. There's darkness. Now that we know what's what, we know that Shabbos is holy and the weekdays are not, now our job is to integrate and take this Shabbos and that take the inspiration of Shabbos and bring that let that overflow and influence the weekday, the days of the week. That spirituality, that um, serenity that we had on Shabbos, that focus that we had on Shabbos, that clarity, should be carried on, carried over into the weekday. That when we go out into the world and we can be distracted, we are grounded. Because we had a Shabbos. We feel the influence, the holiness of Shabbos throughout the week. What's Shabbos? Shabbos is when we remember that God is the creator. Just as God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, we do the same. Shabbos reminds us that there is a creator. There is an instructor. There is a director of this world. That's what Shabbos is about. We focus in our connection with God. During the week, we can get distracted. We're busy with all sorts of things, all sorts of people. In all sorts of places. But when we say these words, HaMavdil, there is a distinction there. There is Shabbos and there is a weekday. And then we are able to take the holiness of Shabbos, bring it into the weekday. That the light should influence the darkness and the Jewish people should be a light unto the nations. That is the fifth and final comfort. And it is the, the most, it is the greatest comfort. Knowing that We're not just having some wine. Oh, let's relax. It's okay. Shabbos left. I'm feeling sad. I'll have some wine. Or I'll soothe the soul. It is also the message that we're not really saying goodbye to Shabbos. We're going to take Shabbos along with us throughout the week. Source 18, quite interesting. The five steps. The first, we began with the verses. and Then we went to wine, saying a blessing over wine. We drink the wine after we conclude the, the whole ceremony, but we have a blessing over wine goes first. Then we have the spices, which is smell. So we have the blessing over wine, which is taste, sense of taste. Then we have the besam which is smell. Then we have the fire, which we see with our eyes. And then we have the understanding of the distinction of holy and uh, of sacred and mundane. Source 18. Wine comes first. Because the sense of taste is the least refined of all the senses. Why is it done in this specific order? Again, we see how much um, meaning and how exact all these details are. First goes wine. Because the sense of taste is the least refined of all the senses. It can only perceive that which comes in direct contact with it. You can't taste something from far. If I'm having a nice bagel and lox, you can't taste it. If you you may, you may be able to see it. You may be able to smell it, but you can't taste it unless you actually ingest it. So, taste is the most is the least refined, the most coarse. You need to actually have it to experience it. Then comes a sense of smell is more refined because one can smell something from afar. You don't have to ingest it. You can smell it, and the stronger the smell is, you can be far away from it you can smell a f- smell of fire, you can smell a bakery. The sense of sight is yet more refined in that it can see beyond our world. The stars in the sky. You look up, you can see the stars. Maybe not here in the city, but if you're out uh you can see if you're out far, you can see this, you know, definitely the sun, the moon. It's far away, you can taste it. You can't smell it, but you can see it. That's more refined. Then, one requires wisdom in order to distinguish between the sacred and the mundane. This sense is the most refined of all the senses because it can perceive spiritual realities. With our minds, we can perceive things that we can't even see with our eyes. We can learn about angels. We can learn about the soul and the spirituality and all kinds of things like we're doing here. So the Havdalah ceremony goes sort of, it's an upward, um, it's, you know, it's progressing from the least refined sense of taste, more up to smell, to eyes, to sight, and to our wisdom, to our intellect. And fascinating is that that is the exact order, the exact uh, position of those senses in our, in our, on our face. First is our mouth, our sense of taste. Higher than that is our nose, our sense of smell. Then goes our eyes, our sense of sight, and then our brains. Isn't that amazing? That's the teaching of the Rashbats. Rabbi Shimon ben uh, Tzadok, I think, from the 12th or 13th century. Great uh, sage that writes this. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Moving on to... After we finish the Havdalah ceremony, we say that those uh, ver- those uh, bl- the blessing of distinction, we get the message, we need to integrate uh, the holiness of Shabbos into the week, the message of Shabbos, and that is the greatest comfort, to know that we can continue on, we can bring Shabbos into the week. We sit down, we drink the wine, we extinguish the flame, and some have a custom of dipping their fingers into the plate, and maybe putting it over their eyes or under their eyes, some put it in their pockets. All kinds of different customs. Uh, then there is a, a custom after Havdalah to say, "ve'iten l'cha. Veyiten l'cha are the first two words. It's about a, two or three pages. And the first two words are, "ve'iten l'cha. And God will give you. Those are the the words that God, excuse me, that's Yitzchak, Isaac, told his son Jacob, Jacob those blessings that he gave him. Jacob got the blessings, beautiful blessings, and it's a beautiful prayer. And we'll see in source number 19, there's a beautiful practice of reciting a selection of verses containing God's promises to shower blessings upon the Jewish people. It begins with the blessings of Isaac to Jacob, And it goes on to other verses of of Moses blessed the Jewish people, beautiful blessings, uh, uh, you know. And the custom, beautiful custom is to say it together with another, at least one more person, with both reading from one prayer book, thus wishing all the blessings contained therein directly upon another individual. It's really a nice sight. One of the the highlights of the the week. Right after Havdallah, the ceremony, we'd all get together, huddled together and we had a lot of us at home and we 're all trying to see one prayer book because we want to read it from one book it 's like and we 're giving each other blessings the means God shall give you when we say that, at least with one other person we 're saying God should give you we 're sort of saying these verses and, and meaning that God should bless the other one, and each one is saying to another and we sit all together we'd all huddle and crunch together, trying to peek into the same prayer book, say the prayers with song with with um with Chayas, um, with vitality, with joy, and bless each other. yiten Lacha, God should bless you. Beautiful blessings. They are selected from all over the Torah. It's found in any prayer book right after the Havdalah. Finally, after that, comes Melava Malka. Melava Malka means Malaveh. Malavem means to escort Malka, the queen. This refers to a special meal that we have. Yes, we had meals during Shabbos. We had a Friday night meal. We had Shabbos day. Some have uh, Shalosh You know, Shabbos uh, Saturday evening, late afternoon. And this is a meal we have after Shabbos, after Abdullah, Excuse me, after Avdallah, after saying these prayers. Now it's time to eat something. It's a meal dedicated to escorting the queen. What kind of queen? This refers to the Shabbos queen. The Shabbos is like we say in Lechad Dodi Dodi Likras Kala Pane Shabbos Nakabla. I believe it says over there, um, expression, over there it says our Shabbos is a bride. But I believe there's also an expression there that Shabbos Hamalka, Shabbos the Queen. Why would Shabbos be referred to as a queen or king? Just as a king, a real king or queen, um, is exalted, is um, totally, you know, uplifted. So totally different than the rest of the people. They are on a different level. Not just happens to be they were appointed to be in charge. A king and queen were. People of higher stature. They were removed from everybody. So too Shabbos. Shabbos is considered a queen, a king, because it is removed. It is, be, it is not just removed, but exalted. It is holier, sort of, than uh, the rest of the days. So Shabbos is referred to as Shabbos HaMalka. And this meal is Melava Malka. We escort a king, sending a family member off. We make them a goodbye party. We are saying goodbye to Shabbos. We are saying goodbye to the extra soul we felt during Shabbos. And we part from them with a party, with a special meal. Source number 20. Quote from Code of Jewish Law. It is, there is, a, it is a mitzvah to brighten the room. We light some candles and recite. Not, it's not a mitzvah, lighting candles like Friday night. But we brighten the room up and recite songs upon the departure of Shabbos to escort it With respect. Excuse me. As one escorts the king when he departs from the city. We mention Elijah the prophet. And pray he will come to herald the redemption. During this meal we'll sing songs. We'll mention Elijah the prophet. What does Elijah have to do with this meal? Source 21. Shabbos, the day of rest, is considered to be a taste of the messianic era. When the day departs, we hope... And yearn for the real thing when Elijah will announce the arrival of Mashiach. Elijah, the prophet, we are told, is going to be the one to tell us that Mashiach is on his way. He's coming. Shabbos was a taste. Shabbos is a day of tranquility, a day of peace. It was a taste of the era that we are all yearning for, the times of Mashiach, when the world will be at peace, we will all be at peace with our, ourselves and so on. Shabbos was a taste. So when Shabbos leaves and we are yearning for the full thing, for the real thing, it is a time, to, we pray, that Elio, Elijah the prophet, will come and let us know that the time of our redemption has arrived. It is time for all of us to go in peace to Israel and everything will be, as, as you know, the prophets describe that special era, the time of Mashiach. So many of the song, many beautiful songs are sung, different hymns and and uh, prayers are said during this meal, um, different languages. There's a beautiful one we sing in Yiddish. It goes, A Like with a rhyme. A that's the Yiddish expression. At Shabbos is over, we wish each other a gitvach or a a good week. In Hebrew, tov," A You know, as soon as you know, we, we drink the, the cup of wine, we extinguish the fl- the fire, the, the the flame, everyone declares a a mazel a good week. It's just you no know, part of uh Jewish life. And some beautiful songs were composed uh to sing during this special meal. We can have some leftovers from the Shabbos meal. It actually says that we should have something fresh as well. <clears throat> It's more of a light kind of meal, but a special meal uh, nonetheless. Let's wrap it up here in source number 22. All the days of the week are blessed from the preceding Shabbos. The Zohar, the Kabbalah tells us the Shabbos blesses all of the upcoming days of the week. All the days of the week are blessed from the preceding Shabbos. Shabbos affords us physical rest, emotional rest, mental rest, and a spiritual transcendence. The reservoir of blessing gives our week focus and direction so that when we we return to the week, it is imbued with a clear sense of mission and purpose. We initiate our week with Havdullah in order to assist us in recalling the message of Shabbos. Havdullah comes right at this crucial time when their Shabbos is over and the weekday is beginning, Havdalah is there to soothe our, soothe our souls. We make Havdalah on wine. We say verses of comfort. We say a blessing on wine. Wine is relaxing. We smell some good stuff to relax and soothe our souls and ask for a week uh, empty of sin full of mitzvahs and good deeds. We are reminded of this story of Adam on Saturday night when fire was first created and how God felt his pain, took note of his pain and assisted him by giving him wisdom. But on the other hand, it was up to him to do his part and work on getting that fire, getting the light and illuminate his own darkness. That is a message for us the same as we embark on our new week. And we conclude with the wisdom that yes, there is a distinction, there is Havdalah, a separation between Shabbos and the weekday, between lightness and darkness, but there needs to be integration. We need to bring that light, we need to bring some of the light of Shabbos into the weekday. What Shabbos stands for, the message of Shabbos, to carry that over into our week, every day of the week, and to live a meaningful and purposeful week. We follow that by Vayit and Lecha, giving each other blessings, and concluding with a Malava malka, a meal escorting the king, singing beautiful songs about Elijah the prophet, about Shabbos, and that concludes Lunch and Learn number 92. Okay, if you have any comments or questions, now is a good time to ask it. Um, Gary, I see you asked if we are welcoming the Shabbos as a bride, the Shabbos leaving a divorce. Oh, so. Oh, I see you. Okay, you're right. So we never get divorced from Shabbos. Yes, there is a separation. We don't have Shabbos every day, but Shabbos, um, we live with Shabbos, the ideas of Shabbos every day. Actually, every day we say what's called Shir Shoyom, the song of the day, during our morning prayers. And how do we introduce the day of the week? We say, Hayom Yom Rishom B'Shabos. Let's say it's Sunday. Today is the first day to Shabbos. And Monday, we say today is the second day to Shabbos. We're always talking about Shabbos. We're not divorced. We're constantly married to Shabbos. Shabbos is the highlight of the week. It is the sort of the center. That's what guides our week. Every day, we're saying it's one day to Shabbos. It's two days to Shabbos. Two two days of the week towards Shabbos. Every day, we're working our way up to Shabbos. Shabbos is our bride, and Shabbos is what keeps us focused. It's what keep us keep keeps us um on the right track, reminding us who is the creator. Every week we take a break and that gives us a time to refocus. And Havdallah is about initiating our week with recalling the message of Shabbos. Yes, soothing our soothing our, soothing our souls from Shab from the loss of the extra soul that we felt on Shabbos, yes. But what's the message of the flame? God says it's not I'm not gonna spoon feed you the whole time. Shabbos is exciting, but that's not. Shabbos is not every day. God doesn't want Shabbos to be every day. You got to go out into the world. You got to engage the world. You got to contribute. You got to create yourself. Create. You got to change things. You got to make this darkness, make this place holy. Elevate this place. Elevate your lives. You can't just sit back in synagogue all day. We got to live our regular life. But bring that holiness of Shabbos into our day-to-day and sort of mundane kind of life. That's the message of Shabbos. Any other questions? There's so many more. I just selected a little bit, of, a little bit of the reasons that sort of got, got us through this multi-sensory kind of uh, ceremony. Although there is lots more uh, meanings, but this is the, these are the important pointers of the havdala ceremony. So maybe try it. Some wine, some grape juice. Um, you could even do it on beer actually, Havdalah is different than Kiddush, that so you can do it on beer if it's really bad. You can't have any alcohol, you can do it on some tea and perhaps even other beverages. Um, it is not as strict in that way as Kiddush. So you got to set everything up, have some. Have a nice cup with a beverage, have a um, multi-wicked candle. If you don't have that, you can just put two matches together or two candles together, but it should be a flame made up of two wicks. Have some yummy, good-smelling spices. Uh, I don't think black pepper will work, but uh, we usually use uh, those, what are they called? Cloves or... um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, Different spices. Add uh, cinnamon or other good-smelling stuff. And you can print out the text what needs to be said if you can't say it in Hebrew it can be said in English and try it it's gonna be fun you can try it this weekend maybe we'll one time we'll do a, uh, a live and show how it's actually done um, okay so that's about Havdallah. hope that was informative and empowering It was for me. It's always good to study Torah together. I'm going to sign off here. And have a wonderful rest of your week. We will be back on uh, Thursday at 7.30 for Around Our Community, episode number 6. At 7.30 on Rabbitson's page and Rivka's page. For now, have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Especially with all that's going on now mm-hmm. we can use the extra extra measure of safety be positive and slowly we're going to mm. um, ease back into Just transition back into awesome. um, regular life here in Seagate synagogue and be able to see each other face to face and enjoy some lunch as well and Good luck with Havdala.